Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. King of the Hill Rewatch Podcast. I am Mike. And I'm Rusty. Rusty. Still Rusty. Season 2, Episode 20. Episode 20. Junkie Business. Junkie Business. This is an odd episode for me. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's a different one. Uh, it, it, just, it was actually written by Dotrieve. This was oh, written really? by Jim Dotrieve. And, uh, it just yeah. feels weird. April 26, 1998. Like, what it feels like to me, and we'll get into this as we go, but uh, it feels like maybe this was a longer episode that got cut up. A lot. Yeah. Yeah, maybe because, so. Because, yeah. Like, it's maybe just, supposed to be a two-parter or something. There's some weird things that go on, so. Yeah, so there are. Some uh, big leaps. The director of this was a woman named Cindy Tang. Yeah. Loveland, and she also has done uh, Simpsons. Okay. Uh, she's done some Hanna-Barbera stuff. She's a big animation uh, director. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Family guy. Excellent. She does some big stuff. Well, we start this one at Strickland Propane with everybody gathered around. And I love that opening shot of like the the grills parting as Buck is there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, doing his doing I'm his telling thing. you, man, some of this uh some of the cinematic uh animation direction is Oh yeah. Uh, it's on point. Some I really like it. Excellent. Yeah, no for sure. So everybody's standing around and Buck says uh he's announcing the employee of the month. And he's like, yep. the employee of the month is, and then you hear from his from his stomach, right? His stomach's starting to act up. Yeah. Uh, looky here. I'm sorry, folks. My breakfast burrito is fixing to say, say adios. adios. Yeah. What'd you say we finish this ceremony in my back office? Uh, that's of a, the bathroom is the back yeah. office. Yeah, we, he always calls the bathroom his uh, back know office. Yeah, from the Thatherton episode that, that that's definitely that's, the that's back That's the office. toilet, yeah. yeah. Uh, everybody just kind of groans, but they do follow him back to the toilet, uh, which is crazy because it's the men's room. Everybody's yeah. in there. They're all just kind of standing around having a meeting. And we find out here in a second that the door's closed the whole time. So it's just the entire time. It's just weird. It but, is weird. Uh, it's a whole weird. Anything with Buck is weird, Buck, though, usually. Buck is uh, he's sitting on the throne. Character. And, uh, you know, pants around his ankles and everything. You don't see him. You just see his, his, his ankles. And yeah. and he's finishing up his meetings. He says, our employee of the month is Hank Hill. 
Congratulations, Hanks. That's 41, 41 times, times in a row. 41 times. 41 times. Yeah, it's been 41 <laughs> times employee of the 41. month. Well, that, that you could tell. Well, so I that's wonder, 41 months. I wonder if that's how long he's been working for him. Uh, that would be, what is that? That's that's only a little over four years, right? Uh, yeah, I guess not. That that's right? still a long time. Yeah, something like that. Because yeah. fifty two is I five. Bet, I think. I bet they didn't institute the employee of the month until that time. Yeah, whenever maybe. that time came around. That's yeah, maybe. Yeah. And they just like posthumously, or, or not posthumously, because he's still alive. But like post gave him all yeah. of the yeah. the imposts. Like, like you get the first twenty years, and we'll take this. You know? Yeah, it doesn't matter how long you've been here. You could have them all. So he hands the certificate to Hank under the stall. Shakes his hand under the stall. Yeah, and Hank says, uh, "Thank you, sir. I wish you could see the expression on my face." And he goes, "Okie dokie." Starts to open the stall. <laughs> yeah, Hank shuts it real quick. And says, "But you can't." Uh, and then uh, Buck uh, adjourns the meeting. Uh, uh-huh. He he everybody everybody leaves. Um, but here's something I caught, and maybe I'm just looking too close. But including Buck, there's only ten people. Yeah. Later on, we find out there's fifteen. Well, you got the truck drivers. Well, but Joe Jack was in there. Yeah, he's the lead truck driver. You're not going to have every truck. So all the other truck drivers are not there? They're out there doing okay. their job. So all I right. feel like, well, I don't know. This is this is my, this is again, this is just speculation <laughs> into the show outside of what information we're given. Yeah. I think that Joe Jack could easily be considered, because he has an office desk. Yeah. So oh, Joe, Joe Jack could easily yeah. be considered like the lead I don't understand Driver. the layout of Strickland either. It's, it's one open, of those. It's where, an open <laughs> floor plan. Is, you know what it is? Pick your seat when you get there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there's also a couch right in the middle of it. Which well, that's is, for Debbie. Which is, that's for Debbie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, he, he flushes the toilet and everybody leaves. Um, I, I did put a note on here uh, that uh, as he's zipping up his pants, he's still talking to, to Hank. Um, but I put a note on here about my Ted Nugent story. So this okay, is, yeah. it made me think right. of the Ted Nugent story yeah. whenever whenever Buck's zipping up his pants and having this meeting. So I I met Ted Nugent and his wife uh, a couple of times. We used to do some recording for Ms. Nugent. Uh, and um, I had to go out to their house, which is around here. Yeah, right? yeah it's not it's within, Crawford, right? Yeah, it's within right about there. 20 minutes or so. Yeah. Um, and I went out to the house one time. And this was the first time I was going to meet Ted Nugent. And I mean, you know, for me, Ted Nugent, growing up, it was a big deal, right? Yes, I mean, he was he was Detroit, a part of popular music. Yeah, he's a Detroit Madman, you know, all yeah. that kind of stuff. He was a part uh, of popular music. Great I guitar don't know, player. I don't know. Well, I think I don't like. I, I don't understand the appeal. I don't understand how he could make a career off of what he did, other than his guitar playing. Well, if you went from all of his music, his music had like some serious, like, oh, yeah, whoa, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah. stuff like, but a lot stuff. of it back then did as well. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you can go back Aerosmith, as far. They all did. Well, yeah. Did or Stones, you can go back as far as, well, so. uh, like, uh, what is that Christmas one where it's about <laughs> kidnapping oh, a woman? Baby, or whatever. don't go. That's perfect. It's the holiday time. Nearly. Yeah, it's we're it's almost a holiday there. Time. You, I love holiday time. I love all the food. So, anyway, I go out to their house. Beautiful place. Beautiful place. Yeah. Uh, you know, they have basically a compound, right? I have to go through a gate, the whole thing, you know. Arm guards. Be approved. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's metal a, detector. There's a front house. Drug sniffing dog. <laughs> he wants to confiscate all the drugs. There's a there's a front house where the guy lives that takes care of the grounds and stuff, and I have to go past him and I go way back and I drive through the house. Beautiful house, a lot of glass, you know, yeah. overseeing their countryside kind of thing. 
Um, I'm welcomed in these giant doors. It's it, again, lots of glass, lots of heads of dead animals on the walls. Um, and she takes me downstairs to meet Ted. Um, and we go down these, these winding stairs into what I can only call a man cave. I, I'm okay. not, I'm not real, um, enthused about saying those words because man yeah. cave is one of those i just don't like i just don't like that turn of phrase but um anyway we go is down. it an insult is somebody insulted you with that phrase before is no, that why you're so jaded i don't against think it? so I like just go to your fucking man cave it's like it's, <laughs> you know? it's like man cave and what's the one the the she shed and things like that i just i just think they're goofy but um anyway we go down the stairs we go into this room there are um, you can tell there's a lot of ammunition. Uh, there's a big yeah. safe. There's all kinds of hunting stuff in there. And then in the middle of the room is his setup for like when he goes live. And he's got his uh, uh, his amplifier sitting next to the chair, the guitar, the whole thing. And she goes, Ted, Ted. And he's not in there. And we, we have to walk into the room. And we see him outside um, on the porch. And he is yeah. uh, urinating into the grass, rocking a piss right off the back porch yeah. in true Texas fashion. Yeah, and uh, are you from Texas? If you haven't rocked a piss off the back porch, I think you can be. You yeah. can be. Yeah. I thought it was like a part it was of about it. twenty-one years ago. I think they instituted the law where you don't, oh, you oh, no okay. longer have to piss off of a porch to be from Texas. Oh, okay, I got you. Um, I think that was Ann Ann Richards. <laughs> oh, Ann Richards stopped that. Yeah, yeah. Richards stopped that. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, she says, Ted, Ted, and he, oh, okay. And he comes in and he had just zipped up. This is where the, the parallel in my mind is, right? He yeah. Just zipped up, sticks his hand out and goes, Hey, I'm Ted. And so I had to shake his hand from where he was. His piss hand. <laughs> he just came out. Of so well, there you go. That's uh, my, Mike has shook Ted Nugent's dirty piss hand. <laughs> that's my. That's, that's my story of me. The Detroit Madman. <laughs> he was super nice though. Super nice guy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, okay. I'm sure he is. So <laughs> when he's not on TV. <laughs> so uh, we get back to Buck. He is zipping up, and he says, "Oh, hey, one more thing, Hank. Uh, we need to hire a new accessories associate." Yeah, an accessories, accessories associate. Accessories associate. You need somebody there to sell spatulas and barbecue sauce he, containers. He always sounds to me like uh, Foghorn Leghorn kind of thing. You know? Yeah, almost. That's one of my favorite actual Looney Tunes characters. Buck is very much. I say, I say, boy. You know, we need to hire. I said we need to hire us a new associate. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get away from me, boy. You're he also like I think that Foghorn Leghorn could have been used for like the Kellogg's, uh, like advertisements. Oh, sure. I think that would have yeah, been great. I say, been, I say, yeah. get you some Frosted Flakes. Frosted, <laughs> yeah. I said flakes there, boy. boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Hank says, uh, yeah, he's excited. He's well, I'll put together a short list of candidates for you. He says, Nah, you're the quarterback of this panty raid. You make the pick. Yeah, panty raid. Yeah, he's <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, he is washing his hands and, and talking to Hank at this time, and I, I do have to give it to Buck for washing his hands. That's good. Do you think Buck went to college? Like, because that's what I'm thinking when I hear quarterback of this panty raid. It does sound. I'm thinking, you know, frat. I mean, I'm sure there's something similar maybe in high school, like yeah. back in this. You know, I guess Buck would have been 50s, 60s in high school, maybe. Yeah, that's what think I'm thinking so. about the you know the 50s and 60s. He probably was in high school, is what I would think. But like so. 
Album. Seems like the perfect yeah, time I just, to be in a fraternity. Yeah, and, and, and doing panty doing raids. Panty raids and all that. Yeah. yeah. And I could see Buck maybe being the quarterback. Because isn't all the you know? like Animal House stuff and all that like oh, yeah. stuff is the 70s, 60s. right? 60s. Oh, 60s, 60s. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that would be like perfectly Mid in line with 60s, yeah. like Buck would have been the demographic that that yeah. was targeting at yeah. that time or whatever. That's about right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. No, I could, yeah, actually, I, I, I honestly think that might have been a reference you, to a fraternity. Uh, are you a big fan of Animal House? Uh, I like some of those those movies. Yeah, I yeah. like some of those college movies. I love my Animal favorite House. ones. Animal really, are, uh, is uh, I mean they're kind of uh, grimy, but the Revenge of the Nerd movies. Mm-hmm. I really like all of those. Yeah. Those they're are really uh, those are really funny. Yeah, they're not terrible. I mean they're funny, but uh, Animal House is has a certain place. In oh my yeah, heart yeah, 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 for sure. For when it came out, yeah. you got to realize like Animal House, Caddyshack, those type of movies. They all came out at the same time. Yeah, they did. Basically, it was all like, you know, yeah, and I was say five years or so. I was in a in a place in my uh, preteen where I was like, oh shit, I gotta go see these movies. Yeah, yeah it was well, good. It was, it was good, good comedy. Good, it was good, funny deal. stuff. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's good. So uh, he says, "You're the quarterback of this panty raid," which is super cringeworthy. Uh, and Hank says, uh, "You want me to choose the next member of Team Strickland?" Well, this is a heck of an honor, Buck. Uh, and uh, uh, Buck says, don't let me down, Hank. You do. It'll be like, like spitting, spitting in, my in my face 41 <laughs> times in a row. That's a jackass thing to say from Buck there. It is kind of crappy. Um, and next thing we see is uh, Hank putting the certificate up on the wall. Uh, now, I was only able to get a little bit of what the certificate says. Okay. It says, Strickland Propane, Employee of the Month, presented to Hank Hill, and it's written out. Yeah. Hank Hill. I'm assuming Hank wrote it in himself. Rutherford. And it says, for consistently superior performance and demonstrated personal initiative. Oh, wow. So that's nice. That's a lot for Buck to say. It is a a mouthful. Well, okay, you know what? There's like a paragraph underneath it. Buck's collegiate then. I'll give it to Buck. Buck's probably collegiate then. I think Buck knows how to run a business. Well, he'd have to go to college to. Yeah. I feel like. Propane isn't that's not just a business. It's not like opening up a sandwich shop sure. or opening up, yeah. you know, like a, a juice store or something like that. You know, so those it's, are the two things that have <laughs> happened in this last week. And yeah, so yeah, you, yeah, 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 those two things are up. Yeah, so it's <laughs> like uh Yeah, you know, or whatever. So I don't know, it's a little different, you know. I feel yeah. like you have to have certain amount of like requirements and stuff, the certifications. You can't just Well you gotta have, have certifications, you gotta have requirements. You own gas. You, 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 you have to have a line that runs natural gas to your building it for also you to distribute it. Seems like a business that a good old boy would be very good at. You know, yeah. making those those relationships and things with other people. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he's putting the thing up uh, on on the wall. Next thing we see, we're at Hank's house. Uh, we're at the kitchen table, and uh, Hank is basically uh, practicing interviewing this new person. Yeah. Right. Are you married? My he, wife passed away two well, years he asked, ago. He asked, yeah. he asked Bobby, "Are you married?" And Bobby's like. My wife passed away two years ago. That's good, Bobby. Yeah, that's good. Keep throwing me curveballs. In the back, you see Luann milling around. You see Peggy coming in with the groceries. Um, I want to point out, and I'm sorry, I'm going to get past this first. No, nah, you're good. We'll get there. But uh, it's been. A, it's just a really good. In, there's a lot to talk about in this episode. It's a full mouth. Yeah. In the back, you see. Um, there's one thing that reminded me of my mom uh, hanging in the the hill kitchen. And it's those dried chili peppers. You know those red dried chili peppers that uh, hang yeah. on a rope? Yeah. That were in up. every kitchen forever. Yeah. You know, that that's the when dried I saw peppers, that, yeah. I was just like, Oh yeah, I remember those. Or the uh, have you ever seen a braided onion? 
the onion braids. I've never seen a braided onion. So it's like uh, a onion. onion. Ro- well, it's like the onion. They braid the onion together. The onions. No. So it's like uh, really the Amish do this for sure. So it's an old rustic thing. So I'm sure huh. not just the Amish participated. I'm sure there's a lot of people yeah. that participated at one point or another. But you would uh, braid your onions like we're talking about together. Like green onion. No. Kind of things? Something like bulbed onion. You know how the bulbed onion has a lot of fuzz, yeah. you know, a lot of stuff on yeah. it? You would take that part and you would braid them up. Really? And it would look like a rope huh. is holding them all down the middle and you would just hang it. I've and you would start at the that. bottom and you would just cut and take your onion as you need it all the way up. And it was a good way of uh, dry storage for, huh. for onions, hanging them in your closet or whatever. I literally have never seen I that. I just saw that That's recently. Fantastic. I was on Reddit, matter of fact. And I said, oh, what's the, this? This is interesting. And one braided of those, onion subreddit? Well, <laughs> yeah. In the, in the, uh, the, the uh, yeah, it's, it's just onion subreddit. I can't. I, yeah, sure, sure. you got to be a it's little more broad if you yeah. want to see the right information. It's just onion. Uh, I, can't, I can't talk much. I follow. Ceboyos. I'm in one uh, where it shows abandoned pizza huts and what they've turned into so yeah <laughs> that's, that's funny well that's that the thing that's another to. thing i saw i saw a meme today too that said uh it doesn't matter how you dress up a pizza hut you'll never oh fool it always anybody. looks like a pizza you'll hut. never yeah. fool anybody yeah you it's have been always on a pizza hut i know, I know yeah. exactly where you've been uh so anyway r slash pizza hut <laughs> we yeah. see those those peppers hanging back there uh, he says, uh, you know, after Bobby says that his wife died two years ago, he goes, that's a good one, Bobby. Keep throwing yeah, the curveballs. Curve uh, and Bobby's like excited. He goes, ask another one. He goes, well, here's one that gets to the heart of the matter. We're, We're all, all Christians, Christians here. here. How about I, you? Yeah. You can't ask a question Peggy, in an interview. Yeah, Peggy she chimes comes in real quick. She's just like, oh my God, Hank, you can't ask that question in an interview. It's against the law. You can't ask about age, race, religion, or sexual affiliation. No. Well, it's a legal equivalent to asking a woman how much she weighs. <laughs> I don't know how she got all that out of that, but all right, it, the math Bobby, ain't mathing. Bobby said, uh, "Why don't you just hire me, Dad?" And, and Hank just laughs and says, "That's, That's a good, good one, son. son. Keep, Keep throwing, throwing those curveballs." Yeah. So we're back at Strickland. Uh, we're at Hank's desk, and he's starting his interviews. Um, he, he's got a gentleman sitting there in front of him. He says, "Here's his first question. If you could, and this seems like a compromise from the one that he can't ask." If you could eat at Lulee's with only one of the following, which would it be? A, Jesus. B, Muhammad. C, Golda Meir. The guy says, I don't eat at Lulee's. They use lard. lard. And so Hmm, he goes, "Mm, okay. okay." And while he throws his application away in the the trash. trash. Yeah, Yeah, he's like, no, you don't need to live. And it's funny that these things that he's picking out to hire these people. So is is that how he's hired his whole staff? Oh, I don't doubt it. Yeah. The, all his staff yeah. likes Lulee's. Well, all I'm, his staff knows who Troy Aben is. I think there's I a line it. in the sand between Lulee's and Sugarfoots, right? I think one side. Well, Sugarfoots is like Texas Roadhouse. Well, it's like barbecue, you know, fried steaks, all that stuff. Yeah, big salad bar. Yeah, you know, big salad bar. They got a big salad, salad bar. bar yeah. Uh, so it makes uh, me question how fresh. Like I hate salad bars because it makes me question how fresh. Yeah, some of it is. Yeah, and then the spit guard just doesn't like the fact that it's called a spit guard. Just doesn't make me really want to eat at anything. I thought it was a sneeze guard. Sneeze spit. Well, a sneeze is just a really loud spit all at once. I think a sneeze guard can't protect from spit because it seems lower. Like it seemed like your mouth would be under the sneeze guard. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, right in the potatoes. <laughs> oh, this is my favorite part right here. Do so, you know, do you know that Wendy's used to have a gigantic uh, salad bar? Yeah, I do remember that. Wendy's actually. had a that a was in the late that was in the early two thousands. They still yeah. used to have that Baked because potatoes, uh, 
I remembered in the yeah early two thousand. They should they should have still had that in the early two thousand. They, they need to bring that back because the salads like they do they are chili on sack. Yeah, I remember. You know? Man, that's oh yeah. You know, it's funny that you do say that because that, that's like one of those things that I just I, I kind of thought I imagined, <laughs> like <laughs> no, uh, you know, because it's no, a fast food a place. Thing, but yeah. I guess yeah, yeah. you're right. Man, well, I that's I you know, all of them used to look like they had a. Uh, a garden atrium in the front of them, you know, yeah. with those weird windows. Yeah, before then, they tore it, they, the mm-hmm. one, the one over here in, yeah. the, uh, uh, I guess the Belmead area, whatever yeah. they tore it down and renovated yeah. it. Yeah, I remember yeah. that was like in high school. Yeah, they were really school, nice. Like they were trying to upscale those things. Well, there's a lot of those restaurants they did like that back in the day. You know, they had McDonald's kind of like crazy to me now. By the way, they all look like uh, prisons. They're, oh, this 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 modern this, this current, look current look reminds of me of. Have you have you seen the show on Hulu called the uh, the Handmaid's Tale? Yeah, it yeah. reminds me of it does Gideon. Very industrial. That's very, what everything yeah. is going to look like in dystopia. Yeah. Like That's when right. the end of the world is going to be gray. big gray black block <laughs> buildings. Like look how fun McDonald's used to look when we were well, kids. You, they had like Nintendo sixty fours. Oh, and they had all kinds. The of kiosk was like the there's no pits. switch kiosk. Yeah. Where's the switch kiosk? Maybe there isn't a McDonald's near no, you, but if, no kiosk, I, if there's no. a kiosk in a McDonald's near you that has video games still in it, now, please shoot me a, a DM on Instagram. I have been to uh, the world's largest McDonald's, which is the one in Las Vegas. I've been to the blue McDonald's in Sedona, Arizona. Really? Yeah, that's a cool. That's the only cool McDonald's I've been to. Yeah. I've been to a McDonald's in Amsterdam, too, which was pretty cool because it was like, it's, it's really funny because you're walking down like this street and you're looking at all these buildings it's like oh these buildings you know they have like historical markers on yeah, it sure. and you walk up to one well, it's, it's got a historical yeah. marker and boom it's a mcdonald's oh wow. but it's like a historical graded building that can never be torn down but mcdonald's but has to upkeep it. it well that's the thing is, is like it's kind of neat because some of these things like that like there was one i, I want to say it's in france somewhere or something i could be wrong that's like this little hut thing yeah in between all these big buildings but it's a listed historical building and they like mcdonald's saved the building pretty much from being destroyed because at the time when they were like yeah you know yeah, sure upscaling these towns and rebuilding them and redoing all these you know big buildings and stuff yeah they were just gonna tear they're just gonna tear it down yeah. so mcdonald's put a big McDonald's there and they saved it that was a subreddit that i followed which was um uh, oh, mine's from fast food youtube non, videos it's like non-traditional mcdonald's or something <laughs> yeah that's what they that's they, what it is it's, just, it's that. just a bunch of different mcdonald's different there's one that McDonald's. actually goes over a highway Oh yeah, it's like like an overpass type oh, deal, and you cool. drive like people drive underneath it, mm. and it's like over a highway. I don't that's know cool. where it's at. I wonder when their menus are better over overseas too. Well, like, that's what I was gonna say about the Las Vegas one. They they still serve pizza. Oh really? At that one, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Uh, well, the ones I went to in Alfredo, Europe were way better. Stuff like that. Like the one at Amsterdam, it actually tasted like a burger. Huh. Well, that, they got instead that. of like MSG filled. Hormone yeah, pumped meat. I, know. I went to McDonald's the other day, and it's just really I, salty. The only reason I go is for super breakfast. salty. I go for breakfast. Yeah, breakfast stuff's know. not bad. I don't know. It's just really salty. So I always ask for no salt on my fries because there's enough salt on the hamburger. Like if you eat the fries with the hamburger, you get enough oh, salt. See, I make up for that. I ask for your salt. Oh, okay. So yeah, you get so extra salt. Get you have a salt, salt deficiency. Please. There yeah. you go. <laughs> That's right. I need more salt. Please. So this part right here is like my, my ankles favorite. are not quite big enough. They're not. I'm trying to blow those up as as big as I can. Might need to leave the salt. Yeah, might need to use the the L I T E the the light salt. Oh my god, that stuff sucks. I would just go off of salt. Well, my dad had the. 
he had high sodium and he oh, had to, he had I, to use the light salt. My grandparents had the same thing. They were using that light salt and it tasted like garbage. It's nasty. It's not even worth using. Oh. So we'll get let's get back to it. So we got oh, I'm so uh, sorry. No, you're good. That was my fault too. So he uh, This is actually my favorite part my favorite part of the whole show. So he goes the uh, second interview? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he yeah. goes, Mr. Harrington, you seem to have a few gaps here in your work history. Very old man. Very in a, old in a man. Red baseball very hat. old man. Yep. Well, thirty five to forty five. FDR was in the White House. So I was on the welfare, you know. And in the 60s, you had uh, Kennedy and LBJ. So I was on the welfare. And then from 77 to 81, Jimmy Carter. So I was on the welfare. That made me laugh so much because all of those so all of those out. presidents those were known for yeah. putting in some type of yeah. uh, policy or whatever for for uh, welfare or social care or something like that. Actually, LBJ was like there at the movement for the civil rights. He did all that big civil rights stuff with the. Uh, that I guess it was the Civil Rights Act that John yeah. F. Kennedy was trying yeah. to do. LBJ had a great movie with Brian Cranston. That's like one of the yeah. best. Uh, Biopics, I think, for a president, for me, yeah. just because Brian Cranston just kid like he's, he's really good. good. Yeah. He really he's is a good actor. Yeah. I think people he's like people underestimated that guy when he came out real popular. Well, with, it was uh, Malcolm, Malcolm in the Middle. That's what know? I'm saying. People underestimate yeah. even then. Go back and watch it now. Oh, it's good it is stuff, gold. It's, it's good, really really yeah. good. Yeah, he's he's really good. So our next interviewee is Dale. Yeah, uh, Dale. Hank says, uh, Dale, what are you doing here? He says, I have killed all the bugs in Ireland. It is time for me to take on a new challenge. My resume. A. <laughs> and he hands him a piece of notebook paper that's been torn out and there's of a, a spiral. Uh, uh, and there's or a bug crawling, crawling on it. On it. Yeah. That's right. Uh, and he reads it. He says, 1984 to present, Gribble and Sons Propane Yuma, Yuma Arizona. Arizona. Dale, I've known you since we were in the first grade. He says, you don't know me. You know what's in Yuma, Arizona? I'm unknowable. What? Well, I had a, a guy I worked with who was stationed there in the Marine Corps, and he said the only thing that they have out there is... Uh, it's testing facilities, right? Like yeah. Where they tested... They, they do air, airplanes and stuff out uh, there. He was a he was a fueler. He used to fuel salt. up jets. No, that's Utah. No, it's not salt flats. flats. No, they, uh, they fuel yeah. up jets and stuff. I think they do test, like, because it's like a lot of dead airspace out there that nobody yeah. uses for... Uh, they don't, like, a lot of the actual airliners and stuff that fly don't really fly that direction, so they do a lot of... Uh, Sorties, I guess you'd call it. Sorties. But, uh, but uh, he said the only thing that Yuma, Arizona has is good tacos and meth heads. Oh, he I don't said it's that, literally man. jack shit out there, but the military base. Sure. And he said uh, shitty bars and uh, stuff like that. But he said meth is real bad. He said some of the soldiers get real into it too. Oh, I don't he doubt said it. It's really, really bad out there. There's nothing out there, you know. It's literally nothing. So next, uh, we have Hank sitting at his desk. He's asking for another uh, I- uh, applicant, and he calls for Mario, Mario Montalvo, which is voiced. We're gonna let me knock that out real quick. Well, she comes so, in. Yeah, she says, comes in. My name's Maria. Maria. She's super dressed up too. She looks wonderful. She's yep. in a purple suit with a briefcase and all that stuff. You can tell she is the the best one. Yeah, she's actually vo- voiced by a, a Cuban woman. Oh yeah, yeah. Her name is uh, Bertilla Damas, oh. and uh, so she's done stuff on Spanish television. She's done a lot of Spanish television stuff, like that commercials and stuff, and voiceovers in Spanish and stuff. Uh, she's actually been in Nothing But Trouble, uh, Mi Vida Loca, Fires Within. Her TV stuff that she did was the John Laroquette, John Laroquette, Laroquette show. Do you, you know who that is? I have no clue. He was the smart mouth. Uh, lawyer on Night Court. 
Oh, uh, okay. Do you remember Night Court? No, don't know that. I remember oh, okay. that either. Yeah. She was uh, John Larroquette, very uh, funny him. guy or something. Is it like comedy? Yeah, he's funny. Oh, okay, yeah. I'll have to he's check that guy. out then. Yeah. I'll, I'll look into that. There was a John Larroquette show. Yeah. And that, but that was after Night Court. Yeah, and she actually did. Uh, she was in uh, Star Trek: uh, Deep Space Nine and in Voyager. I think he died. Oh, he did. Because they were going to do this reboot of Night Court, so the guy that played the judge is dead. Bull, the bailiff, is dead. Uh, so yeah, I think John Larroquette died. There's too many dead people to do the show anymore. Well, they're still doing it. Oh, they're still doing it. Yeah, oh, so they're doing it without no, John. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. John Larroquette is the star of the So is it the without now. John so show? It's, so it's John Larroquette is still in it, and the oh, okay. judge is the judge's daughter. Oh, you know, it's that yeah, kind of yeah, thing yeah, where they're yeah, doing the you. reboot thing. But yeah, so her name was Bertilla DeMoss. She was in like Star Trek. She did Star Trek, that John yeah. show. Uh, she was John actually in show. two. She was actually in two separate Star Treks. She was yeah. in Deep Space Nine and Voyager as two separate characters. Wow. And she did like a lot of one-off stuff in like ER, The Huntress, Family yeah. Law, The Division, Crossing Jordan, Sleeper Cell, Bones, Nine, Dexter, CSI. You know, I could keep doing that. So she's in a lot of different stuff. She was actually in Brooklyn uh, Nine-Nine in two episodes of that. Four episodes of La Quinceanera. So, I mean, you know, she's been a little little here and there. She's been stuff. a lot of stuff. Yeah, she is. So, Hank uh, is a little confused. He says, uh, oh, my, I'm terribly sorry. Uh, you have to understand this job requires a certain comfort, comfort level, level with, with barbecue. barbecue. This is weird. Like, so, I just assumed this was a typo. Let me double check. And then he calls out for Mario. Yeah, that's weird like, again. It, this is so insulting to this lady. Mario. And I, I feel, There is no man named Mario. There's only I, a woman named Maria. That, I feel that bad for her until I, I see her at the end of the show. So uh, he said, huh, how do you like that? She goes, as I walked through your accessories department, I could not help notice you featured the Wagner Char King. He says, you know about the king? The king. She says, dual side grills, three center racks, 35,000 BTUs of propane powered fury. As an accessories associate, it is my my job job to to know. know. Uh, He says, well, your qualifications are impressive, but I do have one last puzzler. Miss Montalvo is the way he says it. You're at the Troy Aikman Fantasy Sports Camp. It's the toughest 14 days you'll ever love. And on the bus ride home, and then she stops him and says, "Excuse Troy me, Aikman Troy Fantasy Aikman? Sports Camp. What the hell is that?" So Troy Aikman used to be the the yeah I don't, quarterback I don't know who of the Dallas is, Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, I think the uh, fantasy camp is probably made up, but he may have had a camp it at is, one time. It is made up because I typed it in. I typed in the Troy Aikman fantasy sports camp, and what comes up is somebody on Reddit quoting <laughs> this King episode, of the Hill, yeah. this episode. So. so she says, excuse me, who's Troy Aikman? And he just looks like he's going to throw up. I mean, he that is the that is one of those deal breakers for him. So the next thing we see is uh, he is in the alley with the guys, and he says, on the one hand, she booted the Aikman question. On the other hand, she knew about the Char King. So, I mean, it's a real toss-up for him, you know? Bill says, when you say she, are you talking Talking about about a woman? woman? Yeah. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yes, Bill. Uh, then Dale pipes up and says, Maria Montalvo, Maria Montalvo. I worked with her in Arizona. She's no no damn damn good. good. Yeah, he's trying to get the job. (laughs) (laughs) Bill pipes up and says, yeah, well, these days you got to be careful about working with a girl, uh, I mean, woman. Why, in the Army, you could get in big trouble for harassing a woman, even if uh, you're her superior officer. Yeah, so you should. Well, I don't. <laughs> so you should. No, that with the amount line, of controversy okay. around that now, yeah, they definitely should. <laughs> then we get Boomhauer. And Boomhauer says, yeah, man, I'll tell you what, when you go work with a woman nowadays, man, you got to pull duty like uh, Kathleen Willie Sick, Slick Willie, man, dang old Willie. All right. Here's my first note. Oh. Uh, Kathleen Willie. 
Kathleen Willie. Do you know who that is? I don't know who. Okay. I know who Slick Willie is. Is he talking about Willie Nelson? So, no. No. Uh, So, Kathleen Willie is a former White House volunteer aide who, on March 15, 1998, alleged on TV news program 60 Minutes that Bill Clinton had sexually assaulted her on November 29, 1993, during his first term as president. So, he's Slick Willie. She had been subpoenaed to testify in the Paula Jones sexual harassment case. So, oh, okay. All right. She is the, she is the Willie. That was the other sexual harassment stuff that came up in, in, while he was in. Cause I remember right. the, uh, there were all kinds of, well, I remember the yeah. only one that was really like national, national news that I even remember was the, the whole like blow job at the Oval Office sure. thing. Yeah. There were, uh, I mean, come on. The guy, I mean, you know what I mean? The guy got headed in the Oval Office. You can't be mad at him. <laughs> so, Slick Willie could refer to uh, basically what Wikipedia referred to as four different people. Yeah. So it could be Willie Brown, who used to be the uh, California legislature and uh, San Francisco mayor. Okay. Uh, could be Bill Clinton, former president. Bill Clinton. Uh, W.W. Harrington, former mayor of Memphis, or Willie Sutton, a prolific bank robber. So okay. apparently all of these guys at some point were called Slick Willie. Slick Willie. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go with... Uh, it's Clinton. Yeah, yeah, with Bill Clinton on that one. It's definitely Clinton because of the time uh, time frame of this show. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because uh, he's still president at this time. So uh, he's president all the way up until 2000 at this time. Yeah. yeah. So there's like a whole another two seasons of Bill Clinton. Hank says, "Well, she's more qualified than any other applicant, but that only goes so far. I mean, what are we going to talk about? Our feelings? I like these. Uh, there is a awkward." Awkward pause there. Yeah, really awkward pause, and they all look at each other and kind of like kick the dirt and stuff like that. Yeah, because uh, they like, sure don't want to do that. Like talking about like uh, references from the day and stuff, like yeah. political references, because the because of course the show tries to be apolitical while still kind of having the overtones or whatever, mm-hmm. undertones or whatever. That's that's kind of one of those things that I like how they pull some obscure like political reference of the day and throw it into the show. That way you know where they're at in time based upon what the yeah. hell they're talking about in like the the place in time. Yeah. Because nineteen nine, like I said, nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, you know he's he's still present at this time. So yeah, that transitions that. us. No, you're good, man. That transitions us back to the Hill House, and uh, this is. This is one of the oddest scenes right here. This is one that throws this this thing off for me. Uh, Hank and Peggy are getting in bed, and they're talking. And Hank says, Peggy, there's something i got to tell you. I interviewed a woman today, and apparently she's very handsome. It's yeah. a weird way he to talk about He kind of paused, though, and then said very handsome. Uh, he says she's also extremely well qualified and sharp as a tack, but don't worry, I'm not going to hire her. So Peggy, coming out in her curlers and her slip, uh, she says, why would I worry? I feel for her. If people had been afraid to hire me because I'm pretty and smart, I would have never gotten to where I am today. She's a substitute teacher. Yeah, that's it. That's all she is. <laughs> uh, Hank says, I just don't know what the rules are anymore, Peggy. If Bob Cecil made a big sale, I could just give him a pat on the back or something. How can I do that with Maria Montalvo? She says, okay, well, please, honey. You know, Women are nothing to be afraid of. Just give her a hug. Put your arms around her like this. Ooh, and no, she shows him how to hug, which bad advice. Bad advice. Don't weird. hug nobody at work. And weird. Yeah, please uh, if, don't hug anybody you're not comfortable hugging at work. Don't just like walk up and just start hugging people. Just don't hug people at work. How about that? How about we just make a rule? No there more you hugging. Go. No, no more hugging. hugging at work. No more hugging at work. That way you don't get sick. And Free you don't hugs. Get, you don't get sued. Yeah. Uh, 
he's he then says what I think is one of the weirdest things, unless he's trying to get lucky. He says, uh, I don't know, Peg, what if she gets her cheek up against mine like this? Oh. And starts rubbing cheeks together. Yeah, they're and she's like, a rowdy. Mm, and you can tell she's getting a little fired up. She says, "Well, in that case, you can just start to struggle politely, like this. Struggle politely uh. <laughs> is a weird phrase. I wrote down, nuzzle, look at each other, kissing, and then we transition after a bunch of moaning to Peggy just laying there, passed out with her hair all messed up, with her uh, curler still in." Then we go over to Hank. Both of them are completely naked, apparently. Yeah, yeah, they are. Uh, and Hank is sitting up in bed just going, oh, mm. because he he is terrified that this is what's going to happen with Miss Montalvo. Because you can't work with a lady without going to bed with her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's not exclusive, no. You, you should not assume that you're going to exclusive. I mean, it can happen, but it's not generally something you should be doing, no. no I wouldn't suggest you it. You probably should. I mean, especially if you're in management. It was probably a no-go. If you're just like, well, I don't you know, think a you line cook. Well, if you're like a line cook and a waitress... <laughs> You know what I mean? Okay. That's that's generally how it goes. So that's the difference, huh? Well, right. I mean, come on. You know, you're in the, you're, you're a not line cook. you're you. I'm 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 never against like working with somebody and being yeah. in a relationship with yeah. them if you're not working in the same right. direct area. So if you're like wait staff and then you're the cook, sure. You know, you have minimal interaction, but I think that's okay. Yeah. yeah. So we we then go to Strickland's and um, uh, Hank is sitting there holding Miss Montalvo's resume. And I would like to take a uh, a quick uh, look at Miss uh, Maria Montalvo's resume. So, oh yeah, I saw that. I, I actually picked up your notes when I sat down and oh, looked yeah? at those. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. There's I thought that was no cool. No way you can read. I those. thought that was cool. No, there's not. I really couldn't. I put it back down. Yeah, it's like a like a doctor who never learned how to write. Uh, it says Maria Montalvo at the top, and then it has her address, and I think it said twenty three thirty two. It may be different numbers. But it said West Longhorn Street, which I really appreciated. Yeah. Arlen, Texas, 29206. I don't know if that zip code is even in Texas. I don't know. What was it again? Say it again. 29206. I'm going to look that up real quick. 29206. So her first reference is she was a sales manager at FERB Propane Inc., FERB. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and interrupt you. So that is actually in... Richland County, Columbia, South Carolina. That's what I thought, man. I mean, that 292, that is not Texas. Uh, not, not not any Texas places that I've ever... No. I mean, most of them I know are like sevens. They all they have, with They sevens, start with like yeah. a seven. Uh, then she was a... Uh, before that, she was a sales... Ooh, sorry. Before that, she was a sales associate at Marsh Propane Accessory Manufacturing in Galveston. Uh, oh, so she worked at the manufacturing industry. She did. There and then go. before that, she was a junior account manager at a gas propane distributor gas in propane, okay. Abilene, Texas. Oh, so she's 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 highly qualified. Highly for this qualified dumb job. to work in gas. Yeah. She knows more about spatulas than anybody you'll ever meet. She uh, went to the West Texas College of Business and Industry. Wow! And she graduated from Roger Staubach High. You know Roger, Roger Staubach? I know who he is. Yeah, yeah. he's didn't isn't he the the guy who uh, he was a quarterback? Of the I know Cowboys he was a quarterback. But wasn't he a quarterback that also had to go to the military before he got to serve? He was got in to the play Navy. football. Yeah, he was in because he was he played for Navy mm-hmm. and they wouldn't sign a waiver to let him yeah. go play the NFL. Well, so he had to go do his four years. Him or was it the other way around? He got David, to David Robinson in the NBA. 
Yeah. The, the, both those guys were in the Navy. And did they the have to thing. go to the Navy first yes. or they got to go to the Navy yes. after? They did okay, well, because there's one football player. I can't remember who it was, but they were in a similar situation like that. But they had to go to the Navy first. Yeah. And then when they got That's out of the saying. Navy. They, they did too. Or Staubach and, and – Or after. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I don't know. I, I don't know yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah, I, I guess it is Roger Staubach. That's what I was thinking of. So yeah. Maria Montalvo, I, I thought that this was a one-off, but it is not. She appears in season two in two different episodes, season four in one episode, season six, seven, nine in one episode each, then season 11 and season 13, she's in two episodes. Okay. Which is pretty cool. I, yeah, I no, did not cool. realize that she even shows up again. I, I guess that's my, my downfall. Yeah. But uh, he, Hank, sitting at his desk, he's basically crumpling up her resume and he says, I'll keep your resume on file, Miss Montalvo, which is kind of a shitty thing to do. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, and then we see Leon, uh, the guy we get to know as Leon, being yep. dropped off in front of Strickland. Um, and and here's one thing I want to try. Okay. After you're done with that, I want to talk about his voice actor I when got you're you. done. Uh, why don't you go ahead and do that? Talk about the voice actor, and then let's get to this other stuff. Okay, and you're and we're talking about uh, we're talking about Leon here. So Leon's the uh, the perceived drug addict at this point. I don't so, think he's perceived, but yeah. <laughs> so he's actually voiced by a writer, uh, a really uh, prolific, if you want to call it writer. I'd call it prolific. Yeah. He's written on a lot of shows, a lot okay. of good shows that I like. He's actually directed one of the shows that I like, and you'll like too, Mike. Oh, really? So uh, you've got The Simpsons he wrote episodes for. He wrote like a handful, probably like four episodes. Uh, Mr. Show, uh, I don't really know what that is. Mr. Show? Yeah, he co-wrote. Bob Odenkirk and... Uh, um, oh, okay. Bob Odenkirk. Uh, he Bob co-wrote Odenkirk and, and Dino Stamtemptopoulos. I don't know who he is. Uh, he also had something to do with... He was he co-wrote episodes with Dino Stamtemptopoulos on the Mr. Show. Oh, and yeah, then, yeah, yeah. Uh, Wow, he co-wrote with Judd Apatow on oh, Undeclared. I can, I can see that. They all know each other. And then, you'll like this, he did 11 episodes of the office oh yeah and directed four episodes he, he, he wrote that he wrote 11 and then directed four so mr show that's really was cool bob odenkirk and david cross oh, okay yeah david cross i like david cross yeah he's all right yeah i liked his i like his voice acting more than i like uh the stuff that he actually acts in oh i thought he was fantastic in uh arrested development oh that was good that's a really good show yeah because that he, was great he, him and jason bateman yeah that was that's perfect he blues himself but yeah, so uh, this guy Brent Forrester, he's the one that does uh, the voice for uh, the drug addicts on King of the Hill. Yeah, oh, that's great. Um, so he's also a head writer and executive producer for King of the Hill as well. The thing matters. I was going to bring up is um, yeah, so ahead. the phone number on the side of the Strickland propane tank that goes by. Did you call it? Uh, it is 409-555-1436. Oh, uh, you can't call it. It's a 555 number. That's nobody. Well, it's area code 409. Yeah, that area is, card 409 that's Galveston. is Galveston. Galveston. Yeah. Beaumont area. Galveston, yeah. Beaumont. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this number works or not. But well, 555, I, I wouldn't imagine Well, what I was going to say is we got a commercial break coming up. After the commercial break, we'll try this number and see if it actually works. Okay. Sounds good. So um, we get Leon walking in, and he says, uh, hi, I came about your ad. My name's Leon Petard. <laughs> hey. And then he looks over, and he sees the Cowboys calendar, and mm -hmm. he goes, hey, Cowboys, all right. And so, uh, of course, Hank is like, oh, Leon, you just answered my first six questions. My first six questions. Like, <laughs> like, why would you ask six questions about a football team? I don't know. He said, there's one more thing I'd like to know. What do you think of propane? 
Leon says, well, shoo, probably shouldn't say this because it sounds kind of crazy, but after God, country, and family, what I love most is propane and propane paraphernalia. That is uh, like crack to, to, uh, to Hank. He says, son, if that's crazy, you just walked into a funny farm. Welcome to the team. <laughs> so we're back at uh, Hank's house, and uh, he and Peggy are getting in bed once again. Uh, and uh, he says, Leon's perfect, Peggy. He's like Bobby without all that stuff Bobby does, which is really a great insult to his that child. That is a terrible but, insult okay. to Bobby. He's <laughs> sure. calling Bobby a drug addict. Now. Well, he's just calling Bobby a dork is what he is. Uh, she says, yeah, well, what about that woman you were going to hire? You said she was the most qualified of the whole bunch. He says, oh, you don't have to worry about that. I passed her over. <gasps> so you, you were, were attracted, attracted to her. her yeah. He goes, what? Because I don't understand her logic. I don't understand this logic here, either but at whatever. all. But, I mean, I guess that's uh, – I guess she could – she could kind of get guess, there some know. way. She know. says, oh, you must think she's one hot tamale if you could even stand to have her in the office. He says, Peggy, I didn't hire her. Again, she's, she's gone. This is one of those things that pops up in the conversation like this right here. The scene pops up in the conversation about Peggy being yeah. the worst. Yeah. Uh, he says, Peggy, I didn't even hire her. She's gone. I'll never see her again. She goes, uh-huh, except when you close your eyes and kiss me, right? Is that what you're saying? And she just rolls over and turns off the light. And That's hits. it. Like the uh, night before, they're, so they're, they're, they're doing it. And then, then now tonight, she don't want none of it. So we're at the next day, and it is 8 a.m. on the dot at Strickland Propane. Uh, Hank comes in. He's got donuts from Pastry Man. Pastry Man Donuts. Pastry Man Donuts. That's what we should do. We need to do some voice. Like We need to get like a list of companies and then do some voice commercials that we could add in with our own like actual commercials that we Pastry do. Pastry Man Like donuts. right after it. Yeah, I think that would be funny. So uh, he is uh, He's he's, he's kind of pacing because it's 8 o'clock, and, and Leon ought to be there. Uh, he puts a little sticky note on the donuts. It says, welcome aboard, Leon. Uh, yeah, that's all they could do before cell phones. So if you were showing up late to work, all they could do is pace back and forth and be pissed. All they could do is wait. All yeah. they could do is wait and be pissed. That's right. They must have been way madder back then because, like, I can text you and tell you I'm going to be five minutes late now. They couldn't sure. even say nothing. So if they were, like, going to be really late, like 20, 30 yeah. minutes late, you had no clue. So you're you just either, sitting there, like, five either. minutes goes by. Like, every five minutes you're looking at your, your watch and you're like, well, damn, they're still not here. They're still not here. My anxiety's up. I'm getting pissed. You, you either know? call or you show up, <laughs> one or the other. That was know? it, yeah. So 11 a.m. rolls around, and uh, Leon finally comes in. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he, he says, son, where have you been? You're over three hours late. I wasn't late. It was early. I got here at what time do we open? He says 8 o'clock. He yeah. goes, yeah, I got, I got here, here at, at seven. 7. And you weren't here, so let's go get some coffee. But the waitress, it turns out her dog was sick, so I thought, hey, if I take her dog to the vet, she might buy some propane, you know, from us. So there's this line at the vet because of this farm accident. They're trying to keep it quiet, so you might not hear about it, but here I am with a customer's dog, and I just can't leave her, so I will promise I'll never come to work early again. <laughs> Which is nuts. Yeah. And during well, this that's whole sure, thing. That story sure is long. Yeah, that's what Hank That's says, how you know yeah. it's true. So <laughs> let's go sell some gas. Team Strictly rules. Team Strictly. Woo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the whole time he's telling this story, he's looking out the shades. He, he picks up a donut and sniffs it. <laughs> and he just sounds drunk the whole time he's doing this. Yeah, he know? sounds out of his head he for sure. He's nuts, not there. Yeah. He's not there. All right. And with that, we are going to get out of our heads and uh, take a quick commercial break. And we will be right back.
Hey everybody, it's Rusty with the King of the Hill podcast. Bwah. So we are currently trying to win podcast of the year and we're hoping that you guys could help us out by nominating us on Waco Awards website. If you Google Waco Awards podcast of the year, the hyperlink will pop up for you to click on on Google's search. Also, on social media, I've posted about it quite a bit, so you guys can go to all of our social media platforms at Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and I have the link posted there on a few different posts, and uh, help us, you know, at least get nominated. If we can't win, it would be great to at least have a nomination in our first year of podcasting, and uh, we hope that you guys have enjoyed the content and continue to enjoy the content for the rest of the year. All right, we are back, uh, and now we're back to Bois. Yeah, we're back. Okay, so we said that uh, after the break, we would try this phone number. Yeah, we're going to try to call uh, 409-555. What's what's the other digits? 409-555-1436. So I'm going to try that now. Let's see what we get. The number you dialed is not in service. I think that's what happened. Please check the number and dial again. Or dial 611 for You know, I, I wonder like what the prefix phone voice. numbers are. I wonder voice. what the phone number prefixes are. Because we could just throw like a different prefix in there and see if it would ring something in Galveston. Well, I don't want to call anybody else. Oh, okay. I was fixing to say 766 771 You could dial any of those. It would, it would dial Galveston. <laughs> just say, hey, <laughs> That's can the you prefix. give me the number to Strickland Propane? Yeah, can we, can we get the number to Strickland Propane? Well, that was a little underwhelming. Oh, I got a funny story for you. Work. I got a funny story then before yeah, we jump go. back into the episode. So uh, I used to room with a friend of mine, uh, and his dad was a truck driver. So his dad would crash at our place when he was in town because he was gone like three to six months out of the year. Yeah, sure. So when he would come to crash, over the road over the road trucker well he was over the road so long at this point he's like in his 60s at this point when i meet him or his late 50s and he's just burnt you know pretty much his brain fried from the road well i would always joke with him like man you know did you pass through arlen on your way and oh arlen where that's up there by like he would he would legitimately like like not he's not playing along like they're like but he's legitimately really is saying he passed through Arlen. And I was he's like, well, where's Arlen? And I was like, oh, yeah, it's over there by McMainerberry and Nerndle. You didn't pass through there on your way into Waco? Nerndle. <laughs> I used to do that to him all the time. And he would always be like, oh, well, no, I've never heard of Arlen. What's that? Where's that at? So we are now uh, at the point where Hank is going to show Leon around the very small Strickland propane office. I don't I don't yeah. really understand this tour because here's the water cooler. There ain't much here's there. the front door. Yeah. Here's the char king. He says we work as a team here at Strickland. There are 15 of us counting you again. Now we're referring to that 15. number. Yep. Okay. Uh, he says 15. Wow. What's this thing called again? And he's pointing to the Wagner char king, which that's your first red flag. Right? Yeah, it is well, your first red flag. I guess second red flag because he came in late. Uh, he says, uh, uh, actually, yeah. I haven't told you about this grill yet, Leon. It's called the Wagner Char King, and it's the crown jewel. He says, oh, yeah, 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 Char King, I remember. It's almost lunchtime, right? And he's just he's he's just tweaking the whole time, like rubbing his nose and rubbing his arms and all this stuff. Uh, finger under his nose a lot of times, which makes me think Coke, but then he, he gets real loopy, so it's not Coke. I don't know what he's doing in there. <laughs> but uh hank says uh well I, I, it's getting close i guess he goes yeah. great 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 and just goes straight to the men's room he comes out a couple minutes later and he is high as a kite uh hey it's the char king and he's just like floating man next thing we see is leon sitting in the break room watching monsignor montoya 
on the TV, uh, we hear some Spanish music playing and no deals. And so it, we see him on senior Montoya, pull the guys, uh, pull the priest's shirt open. He's got a wire on and he goes, Oh, deals me. Oh no. And then he, he, he goes back to Leon, but he literally shoots the guy. Yeah. Shoots like him, yeah. kills the guy I yeah. guess, in the middle of the church. Yeah. So that's the subtext to, uh, Monsignor Montoya. Uh, <laughs> oh, actually there was a, there was a, we learned in this episode too, that there, the actor, Eduardo Felipe, who plays yeah. Monsignor Martinez right. in the show, uh, has his own clothing line. He has a line of pants. We do learn about that here in a few minutes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's, so the actor actually had it well don't tell me yet we'll no get, we'll there's no real actor oh, okay. or whatever so okay. it's it's the thought, it's the in, it's it was... the in show it's like the guy in king of the hill who plays the guy <laughs> I you were in monsieur martinez and not I, the actual guy that plays it well, but the guy I, who plays him in the show the I name of the making, actor that plays him in the episode i started episode. making these connections in my head i was like oh wait the actor actually has a line of pants and then they mentioned it in the cartoon and then oh so uh, anyway, he, he is just sitting there and just kind of drooling at this. He's just staring at TV. He's just out of it. Uh, and here comes Hank in. He said, and what, what gets me is Leon sitting there sandwich in his lap with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth in the middle of a propane dealership. I would <laughs> yeah. think Hank would have an issue with that. I would think Hank would have an issue with that too, but you got to remember Hank's from the era where people would pump gas and smoke cigarettes. But he says, uh, uh, Hey Leon, you might want to unwrap that sandwich. Now lunch has been over for about 20 minutes. Okay, coach. I don't understand why he keeps calling him coach, but he yeah, says, I don't either. Via con Dios. And then just starts laughing and Hank just, okay then. And he goes away and Leon just starts bawling. Like he's he's just out of it. Yeah, he's way out of it. Like uh, yeah. he's not on like normal drugs. You know, he's not smoking pot. He's no, on no, no, no. He's, he's on something that makes him puke. And he's doing the goofballs. Yeah, the goofballs. <laughs> he's, he's probably doing what John Belushi and Chris yeah. Chris Farley were doing. Uh, now we're back at. Hank's I imagine kid. he's a heroin addict. That's why I was. Yeah, I will assume yeah. with the That's puking and the opiates and the foaming so, at the mouth. Yeah. Awesome, some opiate. Yeah. We're back at Hank's desk, and uh, Buck comes up and says, Hey, Hank, how's your new hire doing? Oh, I think he's going to work out just great, sir. <laughs> and he says, Yeah, well, I could have sworn I seen him over by the trucks puking his guts out. He said, Well, he's pretty excited about working in propane, sir, but once he sells his first grill, those highs and lows will smooth out. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so that's what I could envision is like a young, like 20-something-year-old Hank oh, yeah. puking over puking. the bed of his truck. He's so nervous. Because he's nervous about having to sell grills. Buck says, well, I He's got to they... take the edge with that first charking sale. <laughs> he says, I hope they do smooth out because remember, Hank, he's wearing the name Strickland over his man teat. Man teat. So. Man teat. <laughs> Next thing we see is... The phrase of the episode, man Manti. Uh The next thing we see is uh, Hank is writing Leon's name on the sales board, uh, and the phone rings, and Leon is quick to get to quick. that phone. T-Man? T-Man? Oh, Strickland Propane, taste the heat, not the meat. And Hank's just like, oh, Lord, Hank no! Freaks out. Yeah. He runs to the phone, grabs it, hello, uh, uh, Miss, Miss Shaddock. I, don't, I want to sincerely apologize. Our slogan is, taste the meat, not the heat. I hope our error has not inconvenienced you. And, uh-huh, well, I hope in future you will be a customer again. So he lost yeah. a customer. And then, over the phrase, taste the taste meat, not the, the heat. heat, not the meat. 
Yeah, and that then, that killed the whole customer. That killed it. Well, you know, that's the thing is, is customer service is huge in sales. You can say literally one thing wrong, and it's like, oh well. But dude, come on, this is just the same. Well, Taste you know, the meat, not the heat. You don't know how serious Miss Shaddock is about barbecue. She might She's be big on the meat. She, well, though, she, she might be heat. like a, a full blown like barbecue com- competitor. Don't so mix my meat and my heat. You know, if they're screwing things up, like she might have been, she might have, she might have bought three Char Kings, and it's he true. just ruined a deal. You it's know. True. But I just don't think that would, you know, realistically, I don't think so that would. So Leon is really down in the dumps yeah. now. He says, taste the meat, not the eat. He's over there banging his head on Against the, the wall. So, yeah, they pan to him, and yeah. he's just like, boom. And he's not, like, just tapping his no. head. He's, like, he's, leaning his head back a little bit and slamming it, it so hard that Hank's certificate falls off the wall. And as he's what, just You know, chanting, I'm surprised there's not, like, a place that has, like, all 41 of them, like, in a row. <laughs> well, like, he, you know how they have presidents? Well, like, they know, have, like, the pictures of presidents like that. When he got he it, has, he took down his head. old one and put up his new one. Yeah. So uh, it knocks it down off the wall. Hank goes over there and tries to put it back up. But the guy's still, meat, still heat, banging his meat, head on the wall. Heat, yeah, meat, it falls heat, down yeah. So now we go back to the Hills house. Bobby is at home watching the TV. And on the TV, we hear fans of Mexican soap operas know him as the evil Monsignor Martinez. Martinez. But off screen, the man of the cloth makes cloth into his own line of casual pants. There you go. So I think this is the first time that we've heard that Monsignor Martinez is evil. I always thought that he was like a Kind of like guy. Boondock Saints. I thought it was that kind of thing. Kind of right? like, uh, uh, what do they call it? Uh what is it like a chaotic good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. Like I, I always good. thought he was like an antihero. That's what I was going to say. Right? That's the word I was looking for. Really, was but, antihero. But but antiheroes are chaotic good. But here on TV, they call him evil. Yeah, so. I thought he was like slaying crack dealers That's and what stuff I like too, that, right? or, or not even just crack dealers or drug addicts. Out of here. I think he was just like stuff. bad yeah. stuff. I think, you know, the same, the same vein as, but uh, I guess Boondock if, Saints wiping out all the evil. Yeah. But I guess if we that's saw, a, that's a phenomenal it is a great movie. movie. Second one's not, not as, as good. good. The but third one won't probably be as good as the either, other two either. We see, I guess that's why we see. Do you the, think they make that? I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt oh, you, but do you think they make a third Boondock Saints? Well, actually after Norman Reedus just got his, he just got his star too on the yeah. the wall or on yeah. the the out there in front of the Chinese theater. Well, if they're making a clerks, if they've got a clerks three, hey, you know who's in clerks three? I have to three. show you this comedian I found. So there's oh. this comedian who is uh, an autistic comedian, uh-huh. and he shakes real bad while he's yeah. while he's doing his comedy or whatever. And uh, man, his comedy is just really, really, really good for mm. him having anxiety disorders and things like yeah. that, and a lot of problems with being like on a stage. Yeah. It's just super, super funny. Huh. Well, he was discovered by Jay from Jay and Silent Bob, Jason Mewes. Oh, yeah. And Jason Mewes put him in Clerks 3 as a little cameo. But Jason, he tours with Jason Mewes. He's Jason Mew, one of Jason Mewes' touring comics. Jason Mewes has had his own problems, and so I'm sure With drug addiction. I'm and sure that's, that he's and, and I'll go ahead and go ahead and do this, because I was going to yeah. do this at the end. But, like, as a disclaimer, drug addiction is not funny at all. No, no, no way, not. shape, or form. Absolutely as a disclaimer, not. we want to add that in there, yeah. just so you don't think that we think that, well, you know, drug addiction is funny. Well, there's nothing funny about the way Leon acts. There's nothing funny about it. I really didn't find Leon that comical as a character at, no, all. I didn't, at all. I didn't find any humor in it. No. There are jokes that are said throughout the show that are good, but as uh, our fact checker already put out, like how drug addiction is handled in this episode, yeah. uh, again, shows the era that we were in of you know, not oh, yeah. not as politically sure. correct and stuff like that. And I just don't think it was even for that era, especially when at that time you had a lot of bad drug addiction issues in the 90s and stuff like that with heroin and stuff. Well, there was a had, lot of bad stuff. We had dare, though, so we were fine. 
Well, you know, we were fine. I, I think Dare created more drug addicts than it probably <laughs> saved. Yeah. Well, because like that was that was always a joke when we were in high oh, school and started it. smoking yeah. weed. We all wanted Dare shirts because we thought it was funny because well, we all signed Dare sheets when we were kids and we we're all sitting around in a circle what smoking Dare, weed together. What Dare did is they showed you how to use drugs. That was, I mean, they showed you what they looked I mean, like, like, if nothing else. It was so they like know how to identify videos on how to use drugs. Yeah, this basically. is what crack this is looks bad. like. Don't do this, thing. this is what crack does to you. Yeah. 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 Uh, so <laughs> we, uh, uh, Hank comes in the room and he says, Bobby, how would you like to help me out around the shop for a few days? I can't pay you, but you can have all the snacks you want. We got fruit pies, pretzels, all kinds of Newtons. You had Bobby, me at fruit pies. Bobby with his fruit pies, man. He loves fruit some pie. fruit pies. You know, that's what we should do when we should, when we have an event for the final, sell fruit we pies. should sell fruit pies. Yeah. We can sell a lot of fruit pies. Uh, now we're back. We would sell out. I think we would sell a hundred fruit pies. Even if ten people showed up, <laughs> we would sell ten a person. Like there's I fruit bet pies I could that eat good. Five fruit pies. Like yeah. if you're talking, you're talking about, about like the Miss Barrett's or the Mrs. like the, the hostess yeah, or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, five fruit pies. I'd probably put away eight fruit pies. Well, I'm just saying. We after, should get a box five, of fruit pies. Somebody's gonna be and record each other eating fruit pies and see no, how many fruit pies we can no, eat before let's we get not sick. Do that. <laughs> that's great content though We're Mike that's what the people everywhere. want that's what the people want just a, a hey, how about this if you get this if this episode gets over 250 downloads I will eat fruit pies till I get sick I will you don't have to participate we'll record me eating fruit pies until I puke what kind of fruit pie do you like? Uh, I like. I, w- I would probably do the frosted uh, Miss Barrett's apple yeah, fruit pies, and I probably have to have a microwave to heat them up while I eat them with some cream. Oh, you're so fancy! It is. Well, I mean, if I'm going to eat enough to I like puke, cold, I want to eat them like congealed. that. Yeah. You know how congealed they are oh, and weird. You guys heard it. I'll I'll uh, <laughs> I'll honor that, and I'll post a video on social media. So get it to 250 downloads. It's just it, it. You can taste the lard. You can taste the 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 artery hardening ingredients. You taste the grease. It's good though. It's good. Good damn pies. You know who used to have a great uh, fruit pie was McDonald's, and then they screwed it up. They stopped frying them. You know who else has a pretty good fruit pie? Whataburger. Whataburger still fries them. They're so good. Yeah. You can't not have a fried fruit pie. Well, you can at McDonald's. They bake them now. Yeah, but who wants a baked fruit pie? Nobody, I want my fruit pie. Because they don't sell fried. any fruit pies anymore. Have you ever fried a Miss Barrett's fruit pie? No, I've never double fried a okay, pie. Okay, well, I worked at uh, Sonic <laughs> and I you used double to fried a pie. I, I've taken things in there to fry them just to see. Oh, I don't doubt that. Yeah. See the goodness in fried one items. One of our kids worked was one of the things Sonic. I did. Yeah. He uh, fell and broke his back. At Sonic? Sonic, yeah. Did he get like PP check? Like the money check? <laughs> he got his PP <laughs> check. on the PP. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. uh, so uh, we're back at Strickland. Um, <laughs> they, uh, they, they come in uh, and Leon comes in through the door and he has all these sweets uh, in his hand. He has pastry man and on the top is swamp snacks. Swamp snacks. And then he's got some sort of chocolate something and a bunch of other stuff. So this is a thing with, with, um, alcoholics and and other people like that there's a there's a big sugar addiction right okay because like if you drink a lot of beer you drink a lot of wine things like that you're putting a lot of sugar in your body so you get a lot of those withdrawals from sugar yeah and so you 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 crave a lot of sugary sweet type stuff okay i didn't know that i know i used to well my well because my my dad he likes to drink a lot of beer and i don't know i've never he doesn't really like sweet stuff so that's kind of yeah I guess it's. I believe that's where that comes from. No, it's probably you're probably right. It probably is. So he comes with because your these... body's used to processing some of the sugar. Yeah, so if you don't absolutely. have the sugar, your body's going to crave the yep. sugar that you process the. 
alcohol into for sure. Yeah, and and it takes years to get over that too. Oh, yeah. Like your body has to has to completely reevaluate itself. Uh, uh, Leon comes in and Hank introduces him to Bobby. He says, uh, "Leon, this is Bobby. He's going to be helping you out today." And he is just like he's now he's in one of those manic phases, right? He's like, "Oh, that's great, that's great," because I'm just bursting with ideas right now. Okay, listen up. I got a whole new filing plan. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And he gets all of the files out of the filing cabinet all of them throws them everywhere like a 52 card pickup like that's the worst way to get organized is just pull everything out at once and just throw it all about and then literally the next second he is over in the corner uh curled up and he says oh god there's so more files here than there are stars in the universe bobby's just like this would go a lot uh, faster if you'd help he said, I just can't do it. And he pulls up a bunch of those files and uses it as a pillow and curls up in a fetal position. Yeah, which is like, I couldn't imagine, you know, saying, hey, son, uh, here, hang out with this hang out with the drug, drug addict. addict all day for Hank me. Hank is still, well, we find out what Hank is here in a second. He's still in denial. Uh, we're back at Hank's house, and they are uh, eating uh, a family meal with, uh, it is... Uh, Bobby, Luann, Hank, and Peggy all sitting around the, the yeah, dinner table. Yeah, dinner time. Dinner table, not the breakfast table, not the kitchen table. Uh, and they are eating a meal of what looks to me like baby back ribs and mushed peas. Yeah, that's what it looked like. It looked like looks baby like. back ribs and mushed peas. And uh, Bobby's so, kind of like playing with his food there. Yeah, and Peggy bit. says, what's the matter, Bobby? You haven't even touched your marrow. Your marrow. That's I'm, you don't like bone marrow. I don't. You don't I'm suck the marrow. Not out of bones? a big marrow person. No, I've I eat, do with chicken bones. I'll eat all the gristle too. All the small, like chewy parts that you could eat. I eat know, all the gristle. The, the gristle, meat. fruit pies, and marrow. Yeah, what a meal. That could be a meal. So especially uh, if it's got a lot of chicken meat attached to that bone. He says. He <laughs> says I have to do all the work because Dad's new employee is a drug addict. Hank's like, no, Bobby. Leon's a little slow on the draw, but that doesn't mean he's on drugs. Bobby says, well, you got to trust me on this. When you've heard as many former, former athlete lectures, lectures at your school, school as I have, you get to know all the signs. It's funny they say that because uh, I remember being in health class and the guy that came and visited us, he wasn't like a former athlete, but he was like a former student of the health teacher. Yeah. And uh, he had came in and uh, talked to us about cocaine addiction because that was his big addiction. Yeah. And uh, he lifted his head up like that to show us like his, like up his, his nose. Deviated septum. And it's all like it was all just one big connection just open there was yeah. no like membrane or anything there for his nose or nothing he yeah. rotted it out so peggy responds with wait you hired a drug addict instead of that beautiful shikana my god hank how badly did you want that woman <laughs> there she goes again there she goes again old Peg. hank says now old just Peg hold on Link. here leon's credentials are top notch even if they are from non-profit, non-profit sector. sector this is funny six months at the helping hands institute <laughs> one year at covenant place she goes uh, those, those are, are detox, detox centers, centers. <laughs> he says centers no look right here institute, institute place. place and then the, uncle hank you're in denial that's her only line in the entire that's it thing. she doesn't She's, say anything else and then bobby says yeah dad you're what too tall jones called a codependent code enabler. enabler too tall jones was a football player right too tall jones second fact he was a he was a he was a defensive back right too tall jones edward lee jones born february 23rd 1951 commonly known as ed too tall jones due to his height six foot nine six foot nine that's yeah. big for a football player that's big for a football player uh, but that would definitely be an amazing defensive back he played 15 seasons for the dallas cowboys yeah. he played from 74 to 78 then yeah. he took a break and he paid from 80 to 89 during that break he was a boxer yeah 
and he was uh, in a boxing. He had he had some boxing matches that okay. were really weird. Like uh, he had one. Oh, kind of like the Floyd Mayweather Conor McGregor kind of crap, like stuff like that. Weird. Well, like it, celebrities matched up against him or something. It said, uh, "Let's see. There's one here." Oh, he, uh, go ahead. I'll tell you about football players he boxing. Fought uh, Abraham. I don't know if this is right, but it looks like Mincy's, but I think yeah. it's Mincius. Uh He said that Mincius dropped Jones with a left hook in the sixth and final round and then hit him again while he was down. Yeah. Uh, and Jones corner man then got into the ring, which is illegal. And then, uh, he, he attempted to revive Jones with ammonia. Uh, he didn't come back. And so the referee, said, oh, wait, everybody's broken the rules here, so we're not going to punish anybody and just let the fight go. Yeah. And so <clears throat> then Jones, uh, he survived the round, and he was awarded a narrow majority decision causing the pro Mencius uh, crowd to boo, boo loudly. Okay. So he's been in a couple of those fights. A couple of boxing. Well, I wanted to talk about NFL boxing real fast. So there's been a recent match, which is kind of funny, uh, that they did in September of it was Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Uh, the old running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers yeah. passed around, been to the Jets, been a few other. I think just the Jets is where he's been at. And then Adrian Peterson, everybody knows who AP is. And uh, they boxed, actually. And Le'Veon Bell knocked Adrian Peterson like cold cut him out, like, you know, shake yeah. your whole body, kind of knocked him out, knocked him out, man. That was a uh, uh, – couple saturdays back actually in september so too tall jones said that uh fighting uh was probably the best decision he's ever made because his boxing training uh made him a better football player probably did all so, the 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 agilities the agility stuff yeah well but he was like, a, he was a defensive back though wasn't he it's like the uh was yeah, i right I about that was, i yeah. think he was a lineman, a lineman. Uh, but uh yeah he was definitely a defensive guy i remember when i was a kid uh my dad gave me well, I think we saw Too Tall Jones at like an autorama or something. And Isn't he the dude with the Coke photo. commercial? No, that's Green. No, that's not him. That's, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Mean Joe Green. Mean Joe yeah, Green. Mean Joe Green. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I know who Mean Joe Green, Green is, yeah. He played, yeah, played for the Steelers. Yeah. Uh, okay, so um, he, he said. He was an end. Sorry, he was a defensive end. He, Hank says, you kind of come into terms here. Hank finally says, well, he does do a lot of vomiting, even for a new employee. Yeah. Uh, we're back at Strickland, and this is weird to me also that uh, Buck is bringing in an old lady with a walker, and uh, he says, "All right now, Miss Throckmorton, Throckmorton, Miss Throckmorton, yeah." With our new electronic debit system, you never even have to check your bill. Oh my, that does sound convenient. Okay, okay. I need to talk about Miss Throckmorton. Yeah, I can you look and see who does her voice? Oh, Miss Throckmorton's voice. I think because we, uh, this is this is nuts to me because she sounds like an old horror movie star. I wrote down Vincent Price here. That's not correct, but she sounds like. Oh my, that does sound convenient. Like yeah, who no, ever she's did voiced a by Cheryl Holiday. Okay, who is. It says here on IMDb, Cheryl Holiday loves the booze, was born in Texas sometime during the Depression, migrated to California during the Dust Bowl, career insomniac, loves Glenn Villett on the rocks, and Kettle One <laughs> Gimlets. That's a lot of booze references oh, in that. this biography was written by Cheryl Holiday. Ah, uh, gotcha. Okay. During one of her but frequent she drunk night she, she, she did so good weird. episodes, though. She wrote some good episodes for King of the Hill. Mm. So she's doing voice, but she's also a writer. She wrote The Order of the Straight Arrow. Oh, she did yeah. the Texas City Twister. Oh. She did Snow Job. Oh, wow. So those are three, like... 
But she does. Yeah. She comes across and goes, oh, my, that does sound convenient. Like like an old. Uh, you know what that reminds me of? The Mad Hatter. Yeah, it's it's kind of like yeah. it's like that, or it's like an old horror movie star. I mean, it's it's, it's so weird. Buck says, "Uh huh, we take the money right out of your account." And then uh, they see Leon. He's over against the wall, and he's yep. just drooling. No, nah, fo- uh, more than drooling. He's like foamed up. He's at the giggling. Mouth. He's drooling. He's foaming uh, at the mouth. Yeah, yeah. He looks zonked. And Buck is like, what in a Sam Hill? And then here comes Hank. Oh, no. He says, this is your new associate, uh, sexeries associate. Jeez, Hank's drooling nin- nincompoop. Yeah, he is drooling nincompoop. He calls him a nincompoop. He says, don't worry, sir. He's as good as gone. And while they're talking, what you see in the background is Miss Throckmorton, and she just starts poking him, which is... <laughs> Turn his attention. It's one yeah. of the funniest things. No, she's poking Leon. Oh, just poking. as he's drooling. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, she's, she's just back there. Yeah, going, he's standing poke, there. Poke. And she's like poking him because he's like completely <laughs> incapacitated. Yeah, he's wrecked. So uh, then we get the first reference here, which I think is 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 trouble. Uh, he says, well, make sure you don't disgruntle him because you don't want him showing up tomorrow punching the clock with a 45. Yeah. That's rough, man. That's a rough one. That's yeah. rough. That's and rough then one. we follow through with it here in a second. Well, there's a, a story I'll go ahead and tell about a disgruntled worker. So when I was uh, working at the factory, the candy factory, there was a guy that got fired. And, uh, you know, when you get fired, they take your card and all that to where you can't yeah, sure. badge in and all sure. that. But he blew the turnstile for security oh, wow. and just stormed through the building. And a friend of mine actually uh, tackled, like tackled the guy and held him down on the ground while the, oh the pol- like while the police came and picked him up. Was he armed or anything? No, he wasn't armed, but yeah. he was going nuts. He was going crazy. Well, I'm and sure then he was. the the That's guy the guy that was my friend that tackled him and stopped him or whatever he got in a little bit of trouble with the HR, but not a whole yeah. lot for like they just wanted they were oh, like I can't imagine they were like you're supposed to trouble. just well he didn't get in a ton of trouble, but what they told him for next time is just like go in a lock just lock yourself behind a door like next the nearest door you see go behind a door and lock it. And he's like why would i go behind a locked door where there's a crazy dude running around but screaming saying, at people you I'm know saying they're saying next time this happens yeah make sure that if you... if or when yeah <laughs> if or when i'm sure it's not their first time that yeah, you know I, I imagine that every employer well, of it's a factor hundreds too, of people those kind of things yeah, yeah every like anywhere you've got hundreds of people at one time so, that's what it is there's like 500 people at one time oh yeah you know, working there in the day in the daytime there's probably about that many people there present so now hank is ready to fire leon uh yep. this is the next day we just we start with this weird uncomfortable smile between the two of them between hank yeah it's and really leon. odd he says you know leon maybe you don't have the tools that an accessories associate needs you need to find a job you can do with your tools he goes i got a ratchet set that i haven't pawned yet <laughs> that i haven't pawned yet he goes, yep, you have a lot of things you can do with a ratchet set. Maybe you can work on trucks. Well, wow. Uh, he just I assumes it's yeah, a, a, a promotion. Wow, uh, yeah. I, I don't know what to say, Hank, Is your new chief mechanic, what I'd like to do first is fire Enrique. <laughs> like, <laughs> what said, the hell you got against Enrique? Leon, what I'm trying to say is you're a drug user, and there's, there's no, no place, place for you at Strickland Propane. Propane. As of 5 o'clock, you're fired. Isn't that crazy how the verbiage works of how you fire somebody? Yeah. It depends on, like, like what kind of legal things happen. Oh, sure. And, like, whether they get unemployment or not. Like, there's, like, literally how you, like, the verbiage you use when you fire somebody could change so whole Le- lots of stuff. Leon responds with, oh, no. And we hear that again here in a minute. Uh, Hank says here uh, and hands him a card. It says it's a rehab center, son. Why don't you go take the rest of the afternoon off and get yourself some help? 
And yep. so Leon leaves with that card, which I thought was nice of Hank. I mean, he could have yelled and screamed at him, but he didn't. Yeah, he could have got mad, which is real nice of him, which is kind of like I, I, I see Hank as being the kind of boss that would be way like just this episode shows oh, yeah. that Hank isn't the boss that I thought he would be. No. So, again, it takes away from the view that you would have of Hank being this. Oh, he's bad at choosing people, yeah. number one. Well, he's, he's not a very good manager. He's I don't know how a, he gets employee of the month all the time because well, this shows that he's not really good at management when nobody, oh, well, uh, you know how everybody just kind of kind of f's cause off because he, he wears the Strickland name on his man teeth because he wears the Strickland proudly. name proudly. That's so, all. You, that's all you need is proud man teats to this is, to be successful. This is the next day. We're back at Strickland. We see uh, Hank. Uh, he's erasing Leon's name from the big board. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Jack bursts in the door. Leon's you, in the parking lot. You hear? And he looks disgruntled. Oh, hit you the hear deck. tires screeching. <laughs> you Jesus. hear everything. Yeah. Everybody starts hitting the deck. Uh, they dive under desks. They all run out. Uh, even Hank and Buck, they get behind a turned over desk. And then you see two feet. Uh-huh. And then like Hank slowly pops his head up and he goes, I'm sorry I have to do this, coach. And you see Hank like he, anticipating. He, he thinks he's going to get shot in the yeah, head. Yeah, he's anticipating Punch, shot, what, we oh, don't know what he's anticipating, crazy. but he's anticipating some type of violence. And then we get Twig Boy. Uh, Twig, oh, yeah, Twig, Twig Boy's back. Twig Boy is back. He says, hello, Mr. Hill, Anthony Page, group leader, one last chance house. Are you aware that you hired a drug addict? Hank's like, well, I am now. Well, I, I am mean, now. <laughs> that's Duh, why I fired him. Yeah. I wonder if this is true. I wonder what... Artie, I know you're listening because I can see that you're listening, and I know you can't interact, but uh, if you could... Why can't he interact? I don't know. Well, because on the Spaces one, you can't interact, uh, and the live okay. one, for All some right. reason, kept messing up, so I just okay. did the Spaces, because Spaces right. is just voice. Yeah. But uh, what I'm curious is, uh, if you can find out, is it legal to fire somebody for drug addiction, yeah. and can you file for disability being a drug addict? If you can figure that out for us, like that on a federal like a level, deal. I wonder, I wonder, I want like, I wonder if that's even, cause that's what he's saying. Yeah. He's saying I'm a drug addict. Therefore yeah. I am disabled. Cause the ADA only works for people who are like, have a, a an actual disability right. and like a, like a clinically, you know, uh, a disability, diagnosed, diagnosed yeah. disability. So, so Anthony Page says, uh, oh yeah, you're in trouble. All right. It's against a lot of fire. This man, he's a drug addict. Hank says, are you sure you don't terrible. want to just shoot me? Yeah. Which again, that's rough. That is uh, rough. Then we see Leon bringing a latte to <laughs> to Twig Boy. I'm not sure where he got this latte. I'm not either, but he uses this latte as a, a, a trivia thing. So uh, whenever he says, uh, oh, "What's what's the line?" Thanks for the latte, Leon. Yeah. In another episode, the episode, the very first episode or whatever that he's in, he goes, "Give me another latte, Kenneth." Or thanks for the latte, Kenneth. Oh, really? That's the line from the other episode. So it's so it's kind of like a continuity thing. So, he likes lattes, and apparently he's used to people handing them to him. He says, Mr. Hill, you have to rehire this man. Legally, drug addiction is a disability, and now that Leon's in rehab, the law prohibits you from firing him. Uh, and Hank says, rehab? Since when? And then Leon pipes up and says, holding the card, says, since 4.30 yesterday afternoon, and I wasn't officially fired until 5.00. <laughs> So Hank's yeah, words playing, came back yeah, to... Playing yeah, the, playing his cards. He says, uh, so Anthony says, this is uh, Americans with Disabilities Act. This is while he's putting it up on the bulletin board. Uh, it ensures that no person, no matter how disadvantaged, how short or obese or blind or gay or even stone, can be discriminated against once his healing has begun. And then yeah. Buck... Oh, this, is, this is my favorite line Hell, of the show. Hell, right now, I'd kill for a fat... Uh, a big, fat, blind, gay guy if we could get some damn work done around here. 
Hank says, I can't believe this. Well, I may be stuck with you, but you're stuck with me too. And there's going to be some changes around here. You will be here at 8 a.m. sharp from now on. Anthony uh, then listens to Leon when he says, 8 o'clock, Anthony. He goes, "Mm mm-mm. Eight o'clock's not going to work for Leon. He's got withdrawal therapy until 11. Yeah. And Leon says, but then I take my methadone, so I should be feeling pretty good by the time I get here. Hank says, what? I'm not going to let you come to work all hopped up on goofanol. Yeah, goofanol. Goofanol. Uh, he says, uh, Anthony says, yeah, and he'll need he'll need to have the lights dimmed uh, because his pupils will be dilating pretty big by about 1230. Hank wants to know what kind of game he's trying to play here. And uh, Anthony says, it's not a game, sir. It's a law. And we win. And Leon's just like, woohoo, with his shirt all hanging out. We are back at the Hill House, uh, once again in bed with Hank and Peggy. Uh, Peggy is reading over the Americans with Disabilities Act in bed. She says, let's see, any company with 15 employees or more must make reasonable accommodations for the disabled workers. Hank says, I can't believe I'm getting hogtied by a dope freak. She says, well, of course, you could have hired Maria Montalvo. The only accommodation she would have needed from you is a slobber guard. Now, if you can get your mind off of her for two seconds, maybe we can get some sleep. Yeah, she's really that's she's I really on that. I don't understand her. Yeah, I don't understand her either. Why is she so Well, that's up? the thing here. I think that's, again, where uh, this episode becomes slightly offensive to uh, actual disabled people is uh, – Drug addiction isn't like I, I, re- I really don't think it's classified as an actual disability, and and the fact that they're making light of P- the ADA, I think that's what uh, so I think that's the, the like because I read a little bit about it. And I think that's where the controversy lies in this episode is the as as a how like they kind of make light of what the ADA is about because the ADA is about people with real. Sure real but it can be disabilities used for whatever but it can be used for whatever but i just don't see it being used for short obese blind gay or stoned uh, i just don't That's see it being it yeah I see that i just don't see it working for 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 drug addicts so we're back at strickland uh leon comes in his sunglasses hank is over there with the dimmer that was the first time we've ever seen uh leon says now please that's great i'm gonna go throw up now coach uh, so Hank is, is kowtowing to all these things that they've said he has to do. Joe Jack comes up and says, Hank. Oh, wow. Hank. Sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you. Oh yeah. But it says, right. I just want to look it up. So yeah. already didn't have do to, it. that way we could have it on hand. So it said drug addiction and alcoholism are recognized disabilities under the ADA. If they substantially, wow. they have to substantially limit one or more major life activities wow. to be considered that that is crazy. I never, I never knew that, Mike. Well, I know my alcohol so when I was a yeah. So it, when I was an it, alcoholic, I could have it greatly uh, uh, it influenced the way I got alcohol. So I mean, yeah. That's well, one of the I had a buddy that was on ADA really... for anxiety, and he worked at HEB, and he could just yeah. leave. He could just be like, "Hey, I'm having an anxiety that's attack," nuts, and then just go home. Crazy. Uh, but Joe Jack comes up and Hank, I got a bone to pick with you, honey. How come Jimi Hendrix gets a futon in his workstation? Hank says, well, because he's disabled, Joe Jack. It's all there in the fine print. Come on, you got propane to haul. He said, honey, I'm too mad to drive a truck. It's almost like my anger is handicapping me. My anger is 
handicapped. So we see the like first inclination of all the employees starting to turn. Yeah, on that's where everybody's going to start abusing yeah. what the ADA is, which, again, the, the, the ADA doesn't function in this way. <laughs> Next thing we see is Hank uh, rolling in a big gas canister, uh, and it is a big one, right? It's one of yeah, those that's it's like a tall five one. foot tall. Yeah, it looks uh, like an acetylene torch tank, actually. He comes in, and the lights are really, really dim, and Hank's got this canister, he's, and then we hear the bell tinkle, and he says, Customer, Jason, can you get that? Jason, who we've never seen, says, yeah. uh, sorry, Hank. And this is while his feet are up on the desk. He says, sorry, Hank, I su suffer from obsessive compulsive disorder. Oh, if and I he, get out uh, of this chair, Garth Brooks is going to die. <laughs> Jason, what's his last name? Uh, Jason Adderley. So Jason Adderley is the Adderley kid. Remember the Adderley kid that was the video gamer kid when they showed oh, him he yeah. looked like an alien? Oh, yeah. So this is his dad. Uh, Not only is it his dad, he is voiced by none other than, uh, I believe it was Jim Dotrieve. So Jim Dotrieve did his okay. voice. Same one who wrote it. Yep, same guy who wrote it. Uh, so Hank, going to the next one, says, Joe Jack, can you get that customer? And Joe Jack's just cackling on the phone. But then uh, he He's laughing his him. ass off and he looks over at him and goes, I'm far too mad, honey. I'm much yeah. too angry, honey. Yeah, I'm much too angry, honey. So then uh, Hank asks Melinda for a little help, and she says, oh, I'm just too bloated. Too She's bloated. over there just filing her nails. Uh, Hank says, oh, heck, I'll do it myself. And you can see him, like, stretching out his back because he's, he's killing himself. He's yeah, doing yeah, all he's the kinda, work. Oh, my back. Yeah. So the person that came in is Peggy, and she says, uh, what the hay is going on around here? <laughs> what the hay? Uh, she gets shushed by Debbie, who is laying on the couch. And my question that I wrote down is, why is there a couch? Why is there a couch, yeah. There's a couch in the middle of this store. Uh, Hank says, it's Leon. Now all my employees want in on that damn Americans with Disabilities Act. And then Peggy, again, being very angry in this episode, she, goes, yeah, very she shushed me. And <laughs> Hank says Debbie's got the yuppie flu, and Hector claim he claims he has something called priapism. He wants a roomier workstation and a view of Debbie. So I you think know, that's priapism a jerk is off right. Joke. Yeah, that's yeah, one of my pro, notes here. Prolonged erection. So and that's uh and guys, if you have an erection for longer than four hours, that's not a good <laughs> thing. Please go see a doctor. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, it's not a good thing. So there's two things referenced here: yuppie flu and priapism. Okay. Yuppie flu is a derogatory name for chronic fatigue syndrome that implies it is simply a case of burnout. Okay. It was used from the 1980s onward, particularly following the publication of an article in Newsweek that referred to it as yuppie flu. What is a yuppie? And so it says it's a fashionable form of hypochondria is what it said in the in the article. Yuppie is a term that came into use in the early 1980s and referred to young and upwardly mo mobile professionals. Oh, so, so like uh, Wolf of Wall Street. That's right. a yuppie. So yuppies, uh, they were uh, young, high-earning city dwellers. I live in Manhattan. The accusation here is that the disease only affected affluent middle-class yuppies uh, and and uh, anyway, the 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 piece there what? was also a piece in Rolling Stone that referred to it as a yuppie disease, okay. and there is also an Italian music band called Yuppie Flu. 
Also, I want to put a disclaimer in for any yuppies out there. We're <laughs> we're not trying to offend. Uh, we're trying to be politically as correct I'm as possible. I'm trying to offend all the yuppies. To yuppies. I'm going to offend all the yuppies. You know, they have a TV show called Bubble Yuppies. Uh, no, Bubble Guppies. That's what it's called. Never mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's it was a, a kid's show. Thing. I thought it was called Bubble Yuppies. <laughs> bubble Yuppies. It was just them doing quaaludes. Priapism. Uh, prolonged erection of the penis. A full or partial erection continues hours uh, beyond. It's co- it isn't caused by sexual stimulation. <laughs> Uh, the main types of priapism are ischemic and non-ischemic. Ischemic priapism is a medical emergency. Oh, wow. Although priapism is uncommon condition overall, it occurs commonly in certain groups, such as people who have sickle cell disease. This is the image I'm going to use when I... I don't want that. Whenever I advertise. I don't want that. <laughs> uh, so, here's my question about this priapism. Okay. Okay. The reference here is Debbie's got the yuppie flu and Hector claims he has something called priapism. He wants a roomier workstation and a view of Debbie. Is that a jerk off joke? That's a that's a sex joke or jerk off that's joke or saying. something like that. Joke, yeah. Right? Well, the only way to cure priapism <laughs> isn't by jerking off. It's actually by shunts. I get it. In your which is all oh, that but I, it is a it is I a jack off joke. I'm I get sure. it. I'm but, sure it's a joke there. But I'm yeah. saying that this is just a jack-off joke because Hector all of a sudden has priapism, which is a, a hard-on when he's looking at death. It's kind of gross. So, yeah, it's kind of a gross it's joke. Kind of gross. But it's even it's even grosser how they have to fix it because they have to cut. They have to like put a no, shunt no. to ble- to like bleed you out. No, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, it's nasty. Uh, Disgusting. Like Peggy, <laughs> please see a doctor. It's not cool. Don't like brag about it to your friends. Don't like <laughs> who's bragging about priapism. I don't know. Like you know, Man, like have you seen my priapism? Like blue collar guys really that are around the water cooler yeah last night i had a four-hour erection man my wife loved it you know like bro if you tell me you have a four-hour erection you need to go to a doctor yeah peggy says uh nobody shushes me hank you cannot stand by while these uh greedy pigs suck the life out of strickland propane anybody's (laughs) disabled if you think hard enough peggy is a turd in this in this episode yeah she got some she got some iffy stuff going around <laughs> yeah <laughs> she is a super big i turd. like this part right here so uh we're, we're back at strickland again yeah and this is buck yeah buck he goes hey if we can catch this guy doing drugs on the job we can <laughs> fire him so here's the deal Put on your fancy clothes, hop a Greyhound at Dallas, and buy every pill, pot, powder you can find. See, you spread this stuff around like roach chap, traps. Then we'll get that boy hooked again. <laughs> they said, with all hey, due respect, Hank sir, says, I uh, have a better he's plan. He's got a little bit better plan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Which that plan right there is, that's true buck. That's true bucking. True that's buck, that's yeah. bucking it out. <laughs> uh, in comes Anthony Twigboy. Uh, says, hello, Mr. Hill. I came as quick as I could uh, after I got your message. It sounds like you've become the victim of some sort of discrimination. Hanks, and this is Hanks' speech. That's right, Anthony. You see, I recently came to realize that I, too, suffer from a disability. It's called GWS, Good Worker Syndrome. I get sick to my stomach unless everyone around me is given 110%. 110%. The symptoms include pride, responsibility, and a feverish enthusiasm. It used to be common condition among Americans. Yep. Anthony responds with, Ooh, people like you who abuse the system ruin it for the rest of us, the truly disabled. And he holds up his... his uh, uh, his little hand guard. Yeah. Uh, he says, I'm leaving. And he tells Leon to call him if he gets any more trouble. Leon says, uh, don't call me Leon anymore. He's obviously pretty high. Yeah, he that's says, the name I used to drugs with. That's right. From now on, I want to be called. He wants to be um, called Hank Hill. Hank Hill. Yep. That's enough for Hank. Hank says, nope, that's too far. I cannot accommodate that. I won't. Uh, Anthony says, it's not up to you, Hank. It's, it's up to Hank. He's, it's not up to you, Hank. It's up to Hank. This man is not your slave. You don't get to name him. 
Buck says, all right, Hank, get yourself a bus ticket to Dallas. <laughs> He's still on his plan. Hank says, I hate to do this, but you leave me no choice. There's only one. There's only room for one Hank Hill at Strickland Propane. I quit. Buck is flabbergasted. Wait, what, what am I going to do now? And then Hank leaves, and this is Hank's plan all along. He says, yep. whatever you do, whatever you want, Buck, with me gone, you're down to 14 employees. That makes this uh, your business, not the government's, and he leaves. Oh, wow. Buck is like, huh? What? Oh, hot dang, Hank, you've done it. You've done it, Hank. Uh, and <laughs> Leon thinks he's talking to him. He says, uh, thank you, yeah. sir. He says, not you. You're fired. Just like that, boy. He's just like, boom, you're fired. <laughs> and then he just turns up the lights and he says, now Strickland's just small enough to skirt the law. Y'all get back to work. Debbie, you lie right there. So he just lets Debbie stay on the couch for some reason, which I'm only assuming is because she's oh, doing Oh, so fun. when Hank left, that cut his employees down to 14. Cut it down to 14. Which made him small enough to not That's have right. to follow by Doesn't the ADA. Doesn't have to follow the ADA anymore. And he was able to fire whoever That's he it. wanted. Well, there you go, Hank. Next thing we see, we're in Buck's office, and it's just Buck and Hank. And he says, well, son, you pulled our wieners out of the campfire just in time. <laughs> Wieners out of the campfire, oh, and uh, yeah, po- and then he goes, "Well, I guess I did, Buck." And he goes, uh, "Yeah, so let's get this over with, Hank. Where do you see yourself in five years?" And of course, Hank says, "Proudly, Proudly serving, serving as assistant manager of Strickland Propane." And then Buck goes, "Welcome back, son. You're rehired after a six month probation period. You'll be eligible for vacation of benefits." <laughs> That's, so That's fucked up. <laughs> he says, uh, "He says probation." He goes, "Oh yeah, you got to understand my position here. The last couple of Hank Hills I had, one of them was a druggo, and the other one quit on me." <laughs> yeah. So he says, "Oh, say howdy to your new accessories, accessories associate. associate." And in comes Maria. Maria. Malt. Mal- Montalvo. 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 I couldn't read my own writing. Maria Montalvo. She says, I'm happy to be working with you, Hank. And uh, she hugs Hank, but then her hand goes down to Hank's butt, which is one of the weirdest come-ons I've ever seen on to Hank. I think that's the funny thing is... uh that uh, she ends up sexually harassing him. Well, it's not she funny. It's not funny, but she sexually harasses him when Peggy was worried about it being yeah. in the revert. Yeah. Hank, you know, coming on to her. And then, which I don't understand why Peggy had been with Hank as long as she probably has would even assume that Hank would have well, eyes for the, another woman. Here's the thing that that makes me nuts. Uh, Joe Jack comes in and goes, Peggy's in the parking lot. She looks disgruntled. And then you see Peggy <laughs> storming past the window out front, and then it ends. Which I don't understand. How did Peggy know? I don't know. Where did she come from? What happened? Because there's no fallout here. We don't see anything. The only other thing we see is Melinda standing in front of uh, Hank's desk, and she's asking him if he's starting a recycling program because Hank is putting everybody's name. This is during the credits. He's putting everybody's name on cups. And he goes, uh, no, not, not, not really. Uh, have you ever been to the doctor and the doctor gave you a cup? And Melinda says, yes, but that was to pee in. He says, uh, yeah, you can go now. And he knocks all the cups off his off his desk, which I, I just I don't get any of that interaction. I don't get any it of it either. It just seems really weird, weird as hell. And then you hear Jason from inside the men's room say, Hank, if you don't give me another cup, the Oak Ridge boys are going to die. <laughs> Which, that's a great joke. That is a good joke. But I just don't understand You know ending. what this scene reminds me of with the cups? I can't remember what it was called, but it was that like, snowboarding movie or whatever. And he was like, uh, he gives the cup to him and says, we're going to need your uh, uh, sample in this. Yep. And the guy shits in it instead and like <laughs> brings it to him full of turds. Hands him a pee cup full of crap. And that is it. That That's all for uh, season two, episode twenty. That was season two, episode twenty. Yeah, it's not my favorite. 
Yeah, it, it wasn't my favorite either. It was good, it was some good jokes, but other than that, it had it, just, it had great jokes like every episode does. But yeah. it just wasn't one of those really well uh, I don't know thought out episodes. I think it's I think fine. that. Uh, but again, it felt to so me like it was, it was cut together really weird. Iffy. Yeah. So. All right, tell them where to find us. All right, guys, you can find us at BWAAAKOTH on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Also, uh, if you would like to vote for us for the Waco Awards, we'd appreciate that. You go to WacoAwards.com, and they have it all there. Vote vote for us for Podcast of the Year, uh, Bois, a King of the Hill Rewatch podcast. No exclamation point. No exclamation point. Just BWAAAKOTH. Actually, just put you could just put our 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 hashtag B W A A A K O T H, and I'm yeah. sure that would suffice too. That'll work, and uh, we would we'd really yeah, appreciate please that. Please vote for us if you can. You can yeah. also find us at RogueMediaNetwork.com with all the other shows, and uh, we'll be back uh, Friday. Yeah, and we'll see you guys Friday. Gonna do, gonna do some minor characters. Yep. All right, we'll Wimitanye. see you guys. We This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.